0: Welcome back! Welcome back to Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions episode ninety nine. Oh, oh, it's getting close.
1: Very close.
0: It's exciting.
1: Ninety nine episodes. Did you
0: think like two years ago when we start? Oh, sorry, when we started this, that we would get to like,
1: no, like this point? No, I I thought we'd kind of be more like your and Meg's podcast. Yeah, I kind of fell ours is so bad fell off a cliff
0: and then and then we were so like in june or whatever we were like every first and 15th we are gonna post and then i think that lasted just june but then it's hard like i'm away she's working full time like we just whatever but i don't know you and i seem to make it work like i'm not here next week and you and i are both like hey we're gonna we'll do two this week record two right
1: yeah yeah that's a lot like it's a
0: priority for you and i i think for her and i it's not
1: no which is fair that's fine she's very busy
0: yeah so busy
1: you're busy on vacations i know (laughs) sorry once once school starts then it'll be i'm so busy
0: boo why are you being a debbie downer don't be a debbie downer
1: should i make the debbie downer face isn't that an snl skit
0: i don't know is that
1: i think it with rachel Dratch. Dratch i don't know if it was debbie downer but it's something like that and mm-hmm. they would like zoom in on her face and be like
0: okay
1: that's a fun that's a fun trip down one random <laughs> snl sketch yeah i think they did do a few of them yeah uh today oh no wait, we should ask how we're how are you doing
0: i'm good today i went to a flower field with my f- one of my old students who's now my friend i can say yeah, i
1: was gonna say you like hesitated to say friend i'm like friend is
0: no, no. Yeah. She's pretty, she's like 20. So we're like friends. Anyway, she drove. She really went to this place. It was like an hour away. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Because normally we just kind of do like a Starbucks hang around here. And she was like, do you want to come to this flower place? Because she went to school for a f- uh, florist type thing. Flower arranging. I don't know. So it's like, yeah, I'm totally down. So you have to walk through this like beautiful field of sunflowers. You're not allowed to pick those. And then you arrive at this like wildflower like place and you're allowed to pick those ones. And this is a beautiful arrangement I made. You can't see it at home, but Jack can see it right now. And it's so beautiful, right? Does it not make you happy? It makes me happy.
1: It's very colorful. There is uh, a petal that fell off.
0: Yeah, it did.
1: So not really the best start. Oh, there's two.
0: that's an old one there's a couple they're so beautiful though they're so like it's like purples and pinks and whites and then greenery and it's just beautiful
1: very colorful
0: yeah but it made me really happy and then i did get sunflowers too
1: thank you for pointing towards sunflowers Uh, just in case
0: you didn't know where they were yeah um how are you jack
1: i am good i feel like not that they're not much has really happened to mm-hmm. me since mm-hmm. the engagement. I had a work party that was.
0: It's fine.
1: Interesting.
0: Yes. Um. Well, you're starting to talk venues and stuff now.
1: Yeah, that's. It seems more. It, it kind of came fast. Where yeah, they were already looking at stuff, even though it could be two years. It's like two years away.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. It is. And I don't really know, like what else is going on there's sports stuff i haven't podcasted with dad and like no
0: you're not allowed to talk about sports on here
1: okay you don't want to talk about
0: college football that
1: <laughs> the magazine that the i got
0: magazine that's all we've heard about all yeah. summer
1: yeah mm-hmm. and now he doesn't even want to read the whole thing it's no too many too many too many teams
0: thank you for going to get that after it's all i've talked about now i don't really actually want to read it
1: no, he was, He did say thank you.
0: I know he said thank you. I'm not just saying.
1: Well, you didn't. Did you say thank you? To what? To him, to me getting the magazine.
0: Did I say thank you to you? Yeah.
1: No? Okay, I was like, I, that's what I thought you said. No. I said thank you, but he, I as in <laughs> you, this is too confusing. <laughs> Today, uh, we've got our IMCs. Okay. I watched my cousin Vinny. You watched End of Watch. Yes two very different movies yeah
0: we're going on a journey with these two
1: and then we have a best duo baker dozen which one of us ranked because we talk about how to do things and then someone just i just wrote them down
0: yeah i just wrote them down i don't want to rank them though because like it just don't know who's the best
1: but it just to me it just gives a a format because like you're just gonna be like okay this this one and then there's this one but i don't know if this one's better than this one and then there's
0: That's the fun of it, Jack. That's a
1: lot more confusion.
0: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're right.
1: And you might not be... Maybe I'll look at this list tomorrow, and the episode will already be up, and maybe then I'll be wrong. Uh Uh-oh. Maybe I made a mistake.
0: Uh Uh-oh.
1: But in the moment, I just had
0: to choose. That's right.
1: It just makes it easier. Uh, Maybe that's just my brain, then. I just like a little more structure.
0: Format and structure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a little more willy-nilly. Which you usually aren't, but...
0: Depends, yeah.
1: I guess with movies, it doesn't really.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to rank, like, so and so is better than so and so. I don't know. I just was, I don't remember saying we were ranking it. So, and then I did confirm with you yesterday if we were ranking it, and you said yes. And I still didn't Didn't, rank mine. That's good. I looked at it and I was like, no, no, thank you.
1: Oh, so you just made a conscious choice not to.
0: Well, like, I was just like, I don't even know. Like, if I had started like that, like, I was going to rank them, it might be different. But now that I'm like, have my list now i don't it's too confusing for my brain
1: it is also hard cuz like i like i have some actor duos some like actor directors some like actual movie character duos oh
0: okay i don't know what i have cuz i did it so long ago anyways we'll see it it's like a fun game
1: that is a fun game and there's going to be rhyme and reason on one side <laughs> and you're just going to say a bunch of duos you like
0: <laughs> i'm just going to i'm just going to do it in the order i wrote it
1: but then you'll be like, but this isn't the ranking.
0: Yeah, you'll say that. You'll be like, this isn't number five, but it is her number five.
1: Yes, it is the, I wouldn't be fifth. the fifth one, but the fifth from the top. Uh-huh. Are you going to uh-huh. go top to bottom or bottom to top? I don't know,
0: yeah. I think I'm going to go bottom to top because oh. I know who's on my top. And I'm like, I don't want to say that duo first.
1: Because they're going to be ranking. <laughs> yeah. All right, IFCs, let's rock, paper, scissors, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors. shoot.
0: Bang. I won. I'm going to go first. Um, Okay. So I watched End of Watch. It is 2012 Action Crime. It is on Netflix if you want to check it out. It got a 85% Rotten Tomatoes written, directed by David Ayer. 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 Um. So it is longtime LAPD partners and friends played by Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. They patrol a dangerous neighborhood in L.A. They do not they do bend rules, but they're but they're honorable and like dedicated to their job. It's it's, it is a bit of a paradigm or paradox, not paradigm, paradox. They have each other's backs. They are fiercely loyal to one another. And this is based on real life LAPD officers so jake dylan hall it is done in a documentary style um it's all done from like the cameras they wear on their like lapel or whatever you want to call it like a pocket thing mm-hmm. and cameras done like video cameras and stuff like it never feels like it's a, a camera like a person holding a camera it's like the way it's shot so like when they're in their car you're not always seeing like they're full like it's gritty you're not seeing like they're full not always just their faces and stuff like that. So really well done. I don't know if I've ever seen anything executed like this. So that was really interesting to me. I really enjoyed that. Um, Jack did warn me not to watch this before I go to bed. And we
1: know what a great listener you are.
0: (laughs) I like to follow my own rules. So I did watch it before I went to bed and it was um, like, it's heavy. It's, if you have, like, I wouldn't say, like, weak stomach, but if you are, I can be very sensitive to stuff like this, to some of the things we saw. So, I would say be be careful if, if you're like that as well. Maybe don't watch it before bed like I did. So, what I did, because, like, it's just really following them on their calls. So, there's not, like, you know, like, there's a storyline for sure because, like, Michael Pena is married and he is expecting a baby, and Jake Gyllenhaal is single at the beginning of the movie, falls in love with Anna Kendrick. They end up getting married. So, like, there is kind of stories, but it is really just about the two of them. Like, that is the focus of this movie. Um, they, they do Ben rules. Um, their very first call we see, there's a man they have to go. He, the man is upset with the mailman. I'm not sure why he's upset but he's really mad at this mailman and so they have to go in and this guy is giving them so much lip that Michael Peña's character is like do you want to fight and he's like yeah so he takes off his badge and his stuff and they literally just start fist fighting in this guy's apartment like beating the crap out of each other and I'm like Pretty sure you're not allowed to do that.
1: Yeah, but he took off his badge, so...
0: So, I feel like it was a good call to start with because it showed you... Because the whole time, Jake Gyllenhaal was like, yeah, kick him, yeah, do this. Like, come on, buddy, you got it. Like, such a bro, like, I got your back. And he's video recording it. And I never really knew why they were recording it. I read somewhere that it was for his college course, but I was like, I never...
1: Heard anything? Heard
0: anything about that, so... I was a little confused of why we we're recording it, but I was totally fine with it. Um, So that is where we were like, oh, these two. And then you got a lot of them in cars and they're like just chatting and stuff like that, right? So some of the calls are, that one's super tame compared to what we get. We get, um, they show up at this one house and there's like the mothers, they're clearly drugged addicts um she's freaking out because she's missing her kids they're like literally two and one or three and one or something they're babies and she's like I don't know where they are and the guy is like all strung out on the couch and he's like they're at their grandma's like it's not a big deal so Jake Gyllenhaal's character goes looking through the house while Michael Peña's character just stays with the two and he ends up finding the kids but All we get is I found the kids and he comes out and starts like beating them up. So I'm like, they're dead. Well, second worst, they're in the closet, but they have duct tape all around them and they're duct taped to chairs and they have it over their mouths and over. I don't know how they film this, but like, because it's like real kids. So they must have done some camera magic there. Anyways, um, that one was really upsetting. Uh, Then you have like a human, really bad human trafficking one that was very very disturbing um and then they show up at this one place uh do you know who's in it the guy from stranger things david harper yeah okay yeah so he's also in it and they show up and he's sitting on the sidewalk and he has a knife in his eye like it's in in his eye yeah. not not like grazing the side of it like literally in his eye and they were like so they're trying to like run around so it's, it's real, always really chaotic right like ah, where's this where's this and then they're like oh, I don't know where my partner is and then they find her and she's getting her ass kicked like beaten up in the face like beaten up Bleh. anyways that was really disturbing and then um Probably the worst one, though, is when I won't say it all because I don't want to ruin the movie. This is only and I'm only touching on some of them. But there is one where they have to do a welfare old lady check. And I love, so before they decide this, they're reading through what the options are because these aren't considered emergencies. So it's like you can pick and choose basically. So he's reading them and he's like, do you want to go deal with this robbery? Do you want this? And then he was like, there's a welfare check on this old lady. And he's like, yeah, let's do that one because they're just kind of, let's just wrap it up kind of thing. Anyways, what they find in this house was probably the most disturbing part of the movie, but I, at that point, was like, well, I'm in it now, and it was so well shot, and it was such a cool dynamic, and I love the two of them together. They had such great chemistry that I was like, all right, well, this is probably what police officers actually have to deal with, and it's we don't get to see all of it. Anyways, a um, so little bit of trivia. They spent five months doing 12... 12- 12-hour ride-alongs and Jake Gyllenhaal actually witnessed a murder while on these calls. Wow. And the banter they have between them, a lot of it was pretty improvised, it said. So they probably had like a loose script and then... But you could tell they really got along. Like they really portray buddies like in the best possible way like these two are such bros like they go to each other's weddings and kiss and like they're they're so intertwined in each other's lives and they are just so loyal to each other and then the ending is the ending which i cannot i would not ruin it for anyone so i cannot say but i i would say check it out i mean 85 on rotten tomatoes i would have given this movie a good 8 I would give it an 8 or 9 out of 10.
1: Okay. I was going to say you went from percentage to...
0: I know, yeah. No, I think that's a good... When I read 85, I was like, once I had done it, I was like, yeah, no, I would probably agree with that. I think it's good. It's not for everybody. Like, you have to think of the subject matter and see if you can handle it and stuff like that. But I think the way it's it's shot and the, and the two of them are... It was definitely worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch. End of watch
1: wow okay that was yeah that was something okay all right um i guess let's get to my movie my movie is 1992's my cousin Vinny, which i thought was my big fat greek wedding
0: like you thought that's what i was making you watch
1: like i just thought it was something similar oh it's, it's not, not similar no. so uh, it's about a new york lawyer named Vinny, played by joe pesci uh who has never won a case um, his cousin Bill and his friend Stan and like Bill's friend Stan um, are accused of murder in Alabama and the nervous personal injury attorney which is what his job is and he even explains that he's never gone to court. Yeah no, Because he just always settles before gets a mistrial of some kind. And it
0: took him how many tries to get the bar? Uh, six tries
1: yep. and he's been he's been uh, by the time they meet he's been doing uh, actually, I'll, I'll say that as part of the movie. Uh, so, uh, with no experience whatsoever, he must save the boys from jail or probably execution. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we've got Joe Pesci, Marissa Tomei, and then Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. Macchio, right? Yep. And uh, Mitchell Whitfield. Okay. Who Ralph and good old Mitchell, they are um, the two, the two acu- the boys, yeah.
0: Accused, yeah
1: um so right away the boys are they're just driving through alabama we kind of get like establishing shots it's kind of more of just like an intro song and that kind of stuff you see there's free dirt Mm -hmm. and you could get free horse manure
0: yeah who doesn't want free dirt
1: just in case you needed some yeah was just looking for some yep i was ready to pay but if it's going to be free then
0: yeah and it's dirt (laughs) and manure yeah
1: um so they stop in at this convenience store and they are picking up you know groceries for this road trip they're both uh they have scholarships to ucla the only thing i don't really understand is uh, maybe i need to look at a map but they're going to california from new york but they're going they went like south and then they're going across Mm. i feel like that's
0: i think because there are mountains in the alabama not in alabama but you can't go like across or whatever you have to kind of go down and over okay i think i don't know
1: um, as they're doing this grocery shopping, he, uh, Ralph Macchio steals a can of tuna.
0: He doesn't mean to though.
1: No, he just puts it in his pocket and he's fully ready to pay for it. And his once, hands they, were awful. Yeah, once they get back in the car, then he's like, oh man, I stole this. And then at the same time, a cop star- starts to follow them, uh, pulls them over, brings them in. And the whole time, every, the police officer, everybody's like, yeah, no, these, these were bringing them in for murder. They don't say it, but no the boys just think it's oh well we stole this can of tuna you know it's it's shoplifting and the friend is an accessory to shoplifting until as the sheriff's kind of because rough he's like listen i'll I'll sign a statement i'll do whatever you know i I didn't mean to it's just a mistake yeah because he's just talking about the shoplifting the
0: tuna Yeah. yeah
1: but they think it's murder and um once he calls his they get their phone calls and he calls his mom he's like yeah you know they're setting us up, and mm-hmm. is like yelling this in front of everyone. You like, N- you know how corrupt they are down <laughs> here, and I'm like, maybe they don't- can hear you. <laughs> yeah, like he's not whispering, and he's like, in the middle of a police station, mm-hmm. and he's just like, yeah, they're setting us up because they're so corrupt, which is definitely a good
0: good way to get them on your side.
1: Yep, uh they need an attorney, and he's talking. Well, you know, it'll cost. 50,000 100 grand. You also just said ma a lot ma. For, for mom. Ma ma relax. Ma please. Yeah. Like Yeah. So they need an attorney. So who are they going to get? How about my cousin Vinny?
0: That's right. And movie's over. Yep,
1: that was it. It was very good. I uh, hope they got out of it. No. Uh <laughs> 11 minutes 30 seconds and we got a we got a title drop. I there think you go. your thing is rotten tomatoes. I like title okay, drops. Okay,
0: good. I like that we have our own thing now.
1: Um Joe Pesci shows up. He's in cowboy boots. Yes. And is talking about how he fits in as opposed to Marissa Tomei. They're both like dressed up New Yorkers. Marissa Tomei looks like she's like 16. I know. She looks so young in this movie. What a baby. Uh, So the boys are getting sent to jail. As they go to the prison itself, there are people outside protesting the death penalty, which again, we're 1992 and -hmm. we're protesting the death penalty of like stopping it. Yeah um Oh, uh, so then joe pesci goes to visit the poison prison ralph sleep or uh, bill billy whatever his name is is sleeping ralph machio and then his friend stan thinks that doesn't know who Vinny is yeah so when he comes in talking to him he thinks he's about to get have have sex, have sex. with him yes even though he doesn't want to and he keeps saying you know like i don't want to do this and There was such good writing just in the scene where it's like so many good lines were. Again, it's the misunderstanding of like similar to the murder or shoplifting. It's yeah, I'm here to help you, and he's like, you know, you should be more grateful. Right. He says you that you should be
0: on your knees being yes. grateful.
1: And then he says like, oh, I didn't get here to get to only get or er, I think he says to only get jerked off, and he's right. like, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing anything yeah. like that.
0: <laughs> something about like something about your ass too is sad. and yeah. he's just like freaking out.
1: And he's like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wake up Sleeping Beauty, and then. You know, it's it's and, yeah, and it's hugs and no no sex required. No, um, so he's been practicing law for almost uh-huh. six weeks.
0: Yes, yeah, it's a pro.
1: Yes, uh, the judge Chester and I think a big part of this movie, and because the direct, did I say the director's name? I don't know. Uh, if I didn't, it's Jonathan Lynn who has a, a law degree okay can- cannot remember from where but people said that there were a lot of reviews about the authenticity of ha- of the like legal proceedings
0: oh okay because they say it's bad or- no that it's like, oh, good dead that, dead on
1: that everything would uh, go about this way oh, okay uh so the judge has to interview joe pesci to because because he's an out-of-state lawyer he has to be approved by the judge mm-hmm. and he's just like Joe is just kinda of doing his Joe Pesci thing the whole movie. He's just trying to talk his way out of anything. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, this is that um this is my name, and then there's like faxes back and forth, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's not your there's no like record of you practicing the law. He's like, Oh, this is my name, and he finds out that guy is dead, and then he right. changes the name again and eventually it does that that aspect of it works out. Um uh, so Joe Pesci, Marissa Tome well, is their It's fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to this diner that has three options. Yes. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes. Breakfast is like one ninety nine. Perfect. Yeah. So then, because they're both looking at it, and then she goes, "Well, this," and then it's because it's early in the morning, and it's, yeah, you get your three options: breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Yeah. They do a really good one of the reveals in court is amazing because it starts with this moment when they get breakfast and I'm not going to say what it is, but it's just something that feels like a nothing scene. Yes. And then later you're like, Oh, he actually did learn the significance of this one thing. Yeah. From this like kind of not throwaway scene. Right.
0: But, but just like a filler scene or, you yeah. know,
1: um, so there, uh, there's a steam whistle that goes off at 5 30 AM, which lets everyone know it's time to wake up. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Joe Pesci's character sleeps for about five minutes the entire movie. The entire movie.
0: movie, yes. Yep. Um.
1: So court is in session. We're trying to figure out if this is like actually gonna go to trial. Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci's just doing nothing. Like their witness is being interviewed, and he just he has nothing to say. You know, he swears in court, and he's not wearing a proper attire. Um, he gets thrown into contempt of court. Which I'm I don't know exactly what that means. Just but,
0: means you like you usually have to go to jail.
1: Yes, which he does. Uh, yeah. three or four times. Right. <laughs> all for different reasons, and he just thinks the judge has it uh, has it out for him. Um, but then he tells he tell well because the one the friend is like we need to go to like a public defender. We need someone that'll actually do something. Yes. Yeah. He just sat back in court doing nothing, and then Joe Pesci's like. All I need is just one chance. Let me interview one person, and then if you don't like me, then you can fire me. No grudges, no problem. Right. Um, During during this time, Pesci and Marissa Tomei, they stay at three hotels, which are all horrible. The first one has that steam whistle, goes off at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, There's one that has animals that, again, up at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. Then they go to this third one that has a train crossing that yeah. comes around at 5.30 in the morning. Right. And then the cause the front desk person, Joe Pesci asks, he's like, Does it come around like at 5 30 every morning? He's like, No, that is very unusual. <laughs> and he finds out later, it's like, yeah, because it's supposed to come earlier. Oh. Like four o'clock or like 10, 10 to five or okay. whatever. Um so he's gonna go, so he kind of makes friends with this with the prosecutor of the case, and they're gonna go hunting together. And he has this whole plan. He's like, you know, I'm gonna get all of his like files from from the trial like i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna finesse him and he's just gonna ha- he's gonna send everything over to me yeah they're driving over and he's like oh do you have a, a xerox which i assume is just like a fax like a company fax machine yeah. or whatever yeah it's like oh no he's like okay i'm gonna call my assistant and she's gonna send everything over and he walks in back to the hotel room and he's so proud of himself he's like look i got all i got all of his like case files marissa Tome then explains to him yeah he yeah. has to yeah
0: that's, that's the law. That's, that's part of it. Yep. Yeah.
1: But he was so proud of me He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> I was just starting to work him, and then he just gave it all over."
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Um. So they then they move out to like this cabin, which not really relevant to the story, but I just think it's funny how many places they just move around to. <laughs> yeah. Um. We get opening statements in which Joe Pesci falls asleep. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's tiring.
1: As the prosecutor is doing his opening statement. And then they wake Joe Pesci up and Ollie walks up to this jury and says everything that guy said is bullshit. Right. And then the judge gets mad at him. I think that's another time he gets thrown into contempt of court. He's wearing like this like magician's outfit because he had a suit, but it was in the trunk of the car. The uh, car got stuck in mud. Mm hmm. And then when he was throwing stuff out of the trunk, he didn't know that Marisa Tomei had like his suit dry cleaned, mm. so he just threw it in some mud. So right. Then he had to get the secondhand suit. Um. They the counselor that they do have, like the public defender or whatever, has a massive stutter, and I don't know if like the stuttering was meant to be part of the joke, because oh, like, like
0: it's meant to be funny, or we, yeah, because yeah. he was
1: like he's like oh you know I, I get nervous. Hmm. And stutters. Right. Don't know if it was like the best joke, but.
0: I think back, you're also talking 1992. It was like when people, you could make fun of people. Yeah. Unfortunately.
1: Um. So then we start breaking down witness testimony, kind of poking holes and finding reasonable, reasonable doubt, including one of in which a woman sees the boys, but she has these massive glasses on. She said in like 60 years, she had to change her prescription 10 times. Right so she's like oh yeah they're about a hundred feet away Mm -hmm. so then he literally pulls out a tape measure has her hold it and stands 50 feet away and just does like oh how many fingers am I holding up Mm -hmm. and then the judge is like uh let the record show that uh Mr. I think it's Gambini is holding up two fingers oh and he's like and then he does it again he's like okay now for this girl and this girl only like yes. very specifically mm-hmm. talking to the judge how many fingers am i holding up Put pull, pokes a hole in that not theory but ho- pokes a hole in that testimony yeah as yeah well perfect um again we kind of get it so bristol man's up coming onto the stand um, i don't want to explain for what mm-hmm. reason because it's yeah. pretty integral it, yeah. to the story
0: yeah for sure
1: that's kind of all I have, yeah, about that's okay. the movie. I loved it. It was hilarious. Yeah? Good. I, I don't quite know what to categorize it as. like it's like a legal comedy,
0: yeah, I can see that. And she got nominated or won.
1: Marissa tomei And so I wrote her accent is so over the top that it's perfect, right. And I said, I'm like, any accent after that, like I was like, like the Margot Robbie accent in Wolf of Wall Street. a piece of that is probably because of marissa tomei right not necessarily like location or anything but just kind of the she is over the top and joe pesci it's funny when i was like yeah no it's not over the top that's just joe pesci yeah that's just how he always is
0: yeah that's totally him
1: uh so marissa tomei academy award winner yeah for this role so best supporting actress Not many other awards.
0: It's funny because people talk about comedy. I was listening. We were listening to a podcast, right? I don't know if you're listening with me. And they were saying that they don't understand why more comedies are not being nominated and recognized. Because comedy is really hard. Like, it's a hard thing to execute. Because with drama, like, it's just here, I don't know, throwing a dead baby or a dead something. or It's drama. It's kind of one-dimensional. Whereas comedy, everyone has different what you know what we all think is funny so it's just it's frustrating that more comedies aren't recognized because they they do a really good job right the timing the execution of it like it's just as hard just it's different right
1: yeah it almost seems like the oscar should have that as a category
0: like separate them then if you're not going to ever nominate comedies separate it then
1: you can i would say like and I know a lot of people would be like, Don't add more awards but have best drama, best comedy, but then have best picture. Keep that like as a as a category. But then yeah, split them up below that and then, you know, some of the drama get in, some of the comedy. And if you want just all drama, then then just add a category comedy category. Yeah. To at least give them some recognition.
0: Yeah, because I feel like they don't get a lot, right, of those at all. So for her to be nominated and to win was a really big deal. Like the only other person I can think of is EZA Emma Stone getting nominated, like, comedy-wise. I'm sure there's lots, but, I mean, out of my memory bank, that's the only one I can think of because it doesn't happen very often, right? hmm Yeah. So you enjoyed it. Loved it. Good, good, good. Well, I'm glad.
1: Now it's time for <laughs> our Baker's Dozen <laughs> the Best Duos.
0: Okay. I'm going to try and put it in order.
1: Okay. You don't, you don't have to.
0: Okay. Do you want to go first with me?
1: Uh Do you have any honorable mentions? I don't. Okay, I had. I just have one. Okay, and it's Cheech and Chong, just because, like,
0: because it's Cheech and Chong.
1: It's funny. There, it's just it's a duo I didn't think about. And then I was like, I was done my list, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. I got my thirteen. And I was like, ah, oh, but Cheech and Chong, that's fun. Oh, it is raining now, and someone left their book outside, so I will be stalling for the next twenty seconds. Charity she, she dropped it in water earlier, and now it's probably time for a new book uh, <laughs> rain came very quickly
0: really sad about it though <laughs> i really love this book i'm reading
1: really putting it through the ringer
0: i know i'm gonna have to go get a new one Just don't tell okay so chi chong yep honorable mention
1: honorable mention
0: okay um so i'm gonna say my first one i'm gonna say yes <laughs> is uh anybody who's a yellowstone fan the best duo on that is Beth and Rip and they are like they're lovers but don't like I mean yeah they have some history they're probably one of my favorite like TV couples besides maybe like Jim and Pam or something but like as far as like lovers go they're my favorite so they're my favorite duo on Yellowstone
1: Yeah, there it is <laughs> okay my number 13 because someone ranked them scooby and shaggy nice little scooby-doo and they're just like i mean it was a kid's show but they were just like stoners and like a stoner and a dog like literally even in this like a scooby-doo movie someone's like oh yeah it's something about mary jane and shaggy's like that's like my favorite name and i'm right. like oh wow, wow we just were not subtle about it <laughs> or like in the second one there's like just literal <laughs> like sh- like they're at like a red carpet thing and there's just like stoners but scooby shaggy fun fun duo
0: okay good um okay my next one i'm gonna say is Sersha and timothy chalamet
1: and i want one of them that I, I did see but i just i don't know if i feel like i need more with them so we're at three right we're at
0: three I think that's pretty good so we have Lady Bird French Dispatch and Little Women and I love their I love their friendship when they're on tour when they're doing their like tour things right press tour or whatever promoting the movie like they have such good um, like such a beautiful friendship and then I love seeing them on screen because I think for the two of them they take their jobs very seriously and they clearly respect one another or they Wouldn't be still working together all the time. Um, But I just, I enjoy when they're in a movie together. And those three movies are all very different. And I like seeing them together in a movie. I think it's fun. I
1: was also thinking it was only two. I forgot they were in the French Dispatch together. Yeah. Because I haven't seen that yet.
0: Right. Yeah. So that's my number, my next one.
1: My number twelve again is is one that I, I'm interested to see what their working relationship is as we move forward. But Ryan Coogler, and Michael B. Jordan, yeah, because yeah. we have the first two Creed movies. Yeah, Ryan Coogler, I think it's his brother is has written the third one, but I don't know how involved he Ryan Coogler is in the third one. Uh, but Black Panther, Fruitvale Station, mm-hmm. especially because I don't know if you do you know who's directing the third Creed?
0: Um. Oh, I feel like we have talked about it. Is it female? It is not. Oh, okay. No, sorry. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't know, actually. It is Michael B. Jordan. Oh, wow. Is this his first like, directorial?
1: I believe it is. Okay.
0: Probably big movie. Yeah. He might have done some indie or something, but like for a big movie.
1: And it's a franchise that now is going to take Rocky out of the Rocky franchise. Like Sylvester Stallone isn't in this next movie. Oh, okay, right. So it is a big... A big risk, but I'd know them two together. I've mm-hmm. gotten three movies that I I thoroughly enjoy.
0: Yeah, so you're like I feel confident that this is going to be a good one. Um, okay, my next one I put was Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. So we had so 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 they haven't done anything recently, but when you look back at like The Wedding Singer and Fifty First Dates, then there was Blended, which was whatever. But The Wedding Singer and Fifty First Dates were such good movies that it just catapulted them to me I think they have such good on-screen chemistry together and you know they're played very different roles in both of those movies blended I'm not going to talk about much but the other two and I just I like I mean how can you not love Drew Barrymore we should be out running in the rain right now right like yeah so I have them as my number 11
1: wow number 11 okay uh, my number eleven, Quentin Tarantino and Samuel L. Jackson. Nice. Obviously go back pulp fiction. Like yeah. that not that, that was like Samuel L. Jackson's first movie or anything, but I feel like that really boosted like back. I would I would say wouldn't that be like an A list moment for him? But then they just kinda kept working together. You know, he was in Django and he was in the the one in the winter but I can't remember the name. The eight?
0: Yeah, uh Hateful Eight.
1: Hateful Eight. And they just they just kind of keep working together. Yeah. So Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if there's anyone else that would really be because I was trying to think of Tarantino of like, is there anyone else that you would consider like a big duo with Tarantino?
0: Um. Well,
1: you like? Do you have Tarantino?
0: I don't. No. Because
1: I couldn't think of anybody else that I'm like. Yes, this.
0: Christoph Waltz. Oh, I guess yeah. That yeah. would make that I makes would put sense. That, but yeah.
1: Cause then it's still your, it's Django and it's, um, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious
0: Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just started to try and rank them while you were talking and I can't do it because now I've, I was like, Oh, what about that? I would put that higher. Just like confuses me. Okay.
1: That's okay. You don't need to rank them. Okay.
0: Well, I'm going to try and just a little bit in this order, but, um, okay. My next one is Meryl Streep and Stanley Tucci. I know I only get two movies. I get Devil Wears Prada and Julie and Julia, but those two together are magic. And because they're just so good at their craft. And I loved in Devil Wears Prada, like there's nothing I love more than that chemistry. I mean, I loved Emily Blunt, but I think for me it was the two, it's those two that made that movie fabulous. Like it took it over the top for me.
1: And I feel like without that much interaction between them, but it was just because his character knew Meryl Meryl Streep's character so much yeah
0: and respected her I mean she was a pain in the ass but he still respected her and stuff and she even screwed him over and he still was like so loyal to her and yeah I just yeah I love I would love to see actually more of them I think that would be great maybe they've done more no I was thinking the post but no that wasn't it I know that's all I saw
1: all right my number 10 is Shrek and Donkey
0: shrek and don't that's a good one oh yeah, i like that you did characters like that well, yeah
1: <laughs> um i don't know like i don't know if i count after three they did three movies and that was good i'm pretty sure they did at least one more They okay. might have done two more but it's a duo you know it's kind of that classic like the grumpy one and the happy one they don't or. Shrek doesn't want to be with Donkey, but then they have to go on this adventure, and then they become best friends, and Christmas, that Christmas special, like, it is just like a friendship, and like a partnership that's really great.
0: It is, and they're, I just love the, how opposite they are, and they just, they just learn to live, like, I think it's that bigger message of, like, we're so different, but we can just still be friends, and love one another. Mm Mm-hmm. That's adorable. Um, okay. I have next Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. So not only are you getting SNL, they have done six movies all together, but you get Mean Girls, Baby Mama, Sisters, etc. Like I just think the two of them are comedic geniuses that aren't, that work together, you know? Like we're so, yeah, like sometimes we get in that like, oh, women fight. But I mean, this proves that they can both be good at their craft and they can do it together. And they can kick ass. So I would say Amy Poehler, Tina Fey okay. is my number
1: nine. Um, My number nine is not going to be the only time we hear one of these names, okay. but Martin Scorsese and Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio. Good one. One that, again, you, there's they have a movie coming out. The movie, the Martin Scorsese movie that comes out this year has Leo in it. We know nothing about it, which is amazing. It's like something of flowers, moon, right? flowers of the moon, something like that. <laughs> But then you have Wolf of Wall Street, you have the Aviator, uh there's another one that I'm forgetting, but there's another one I'm forgetting. Departed.
0: No, you said that?
1: No, I didn't say the depart- departed departed. Yeah. But I feel like even then I'm still there's another one I was trying to think of. But it's kind of the the new school version of Martin Scorsese. Like he found like if him and Leo started working together, I think it was like early two thousands. Like, that was kind of his next phase, his next stage. Right. Um, Okay, I have it now. Collaboration chart. Gangs of New York is what I forgot.
0: Oh, right, right, right. forgot about that. That was Cameron Diaz, right? Was in that one, too?
1: Yeah. Gangs of New York, The Aviator, The Departed, Shutter Island, which I did not know was Martin Scorsese. Oh, it was. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, The Audition. Um. This is kind of cool. It's a short film. It stars Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio playing fictionalized versions of themselves who travel through Asia and compete against each other for a potential role in Scorsese's next film.
0: Wow. When was that? 2015. Wow. And I it's, hate when I miss stuff like that.
1: And it's De Niro, Leo, Brad Pitt, and Scorsese is who stars that in it. It's
0: hilarious.
1: And that Killers killers of the Flower Moon. That mm-hmm. was kind of close. yeah. Yeah. I, Probably forgot a big part of killers, but Yeah. I said flower and moon.
0: Flower moon. I don't know. What do okay. people want?
1: So Sc- Scorsese Leo number
0: nine. Okay, number nine. So I'm on eight. So I have Vince Vaughn and John Favaro. Mm-hmm. Cause you get swingers, the breakup the breakup, sorry. Um, and couples retreat. I love uh this dynamic. I love anything with Vince Vaughn though. Like I feel like we're we're really um He's making some interesting choices, I will say, with that one he did with the swapping of the cheerleader body. I would like to see him go back to his roots where he's doing, like, dodgeball and, like, you know, the funny, like... I think... I know some people did not like couples retreat. I thought it was hilarious. Listen. Never seen it. Well, I'm going to put it on the list coming up, not anytime soon, but I will put it on the list because, yes, it's cheesy, but you're getting... John Favreau, Vince Vaughn, uh, Kristen Bell, Jason Bateman. This is just off the top of my head. Kristen Davis. I don't know. There's like, and it's funny. Like Vince Vaughn makes that movie, and their relationship is like they—you can tell they're bros, like in real life. Like it comes across on the screen too, right? And Swingers is will always be just holds a special place, right? Like the two of them are—you've seen that, right? Swingers. I
1: feel like I watched it. Yeah. I don't remember specifically, because okay. I only remember the, the... The phone
0: call? Oh, the, the playing...
1: Playing video games, scene. Playing video
0: games scene, yeah. So mine's Vince Vaughn, John Favreau. I'd like a little more from them. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, my number eight is a duo. I don't know if we're going to see much of any more, but James Franco, Seth Rogen. Yeah. You know, Freaks and Geeks, and I know. they've Oops. done a lot of movies together. I know what he's done, and it's we're not, not supporting him, but them together is just it's a great combination
0: and that one where they what was the one where they made about the
1: korea yeah. the interview
0: <laughs> the interview and they got in so much trouble for that like oh. they had to have like fbi and like they had to be a like under surveillance and have like protect extra protection and like it was really scary and they're just like i'm just making a movie seth rogan was like i don't know I'm just making a movie he's really funny I really enjoy him. Like, I was listening to a podcast with him, and he's really funny. He's Canadian too, isn't he?
1: He is from BC.
0: Nice. That is Canadian. <laughs> uh, my number seven is Wes Anderson, Owen Wilson.
1: I, see when i thought of wes anderson there was just a lot when you said there you could go bill murray jason schwartzman there's like yeah. wes anderson i think we've always said has found his people and they're just always going to be in movies and totally. now totally that'll include timothy chalamet and saoirse ronan
0: for sure as they should wes anderson i think if you find a great dynamic it's totally fine as long as you're playing like different characters kind of thing but owen wilson and wes anderson were in a class together that's how they met like they were doing a Um, directing course or something and that's how they met became friends and that's you know that rest is history as they say in Hollywood no I just I love I love the dynamic of of the two of them I think that he Wes Anderson brings out the best in Owen Wilson's acting and characters and then they obviously have a lot of mutual respect and stuff but if I think of a Wes Anderson movie he is the first person I think of I think he's been in the most too of his movies right Maybe
1: I would say Bill Murray might might be in more.
0: <gasps> Ooh, good challenge. We're gonna look that up afterwards.
1: Fun trivia game. Yeah. Um, my number seven is it? It might be this. Might be low now that I'm thinking about it, but I would say the best comedy duo of this century.
0: Wow, that is high praises.
1: Do you do you know who it is?
0: Well. I mean, you're not giving me anything. Like, is it a TV?
1: It's movie. Movie, comedic duo.
0: Movie, comedic duo. Not. Oh, you already said Keegan. I would say Jordan Peele.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't even think of Keegan Peele. Yeah. Oh, that's sad.
0: That I, is sad.
1: Shout out Keegan Peele. I, love, I was watching their old sketches last night. It's great.
0: Yeah. it's the, When you said comedic duo, those are the first two I thought of. Or that's the first one. of yeah. the duo. Two, one. Um, I don't know.
1: Will Farrell. Oh. And John C. Riley.
0: Yeah. That is step brothers.
1: Talladega Knights, Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. They did Sherlock Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I just I to me they're just they are magic on the screen. And honestly, you could just give me Step Brothers and that's enough.
0: Right. Enough to put them on your list. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I agree and with you.
1: Keen Peel is probably my big mistake out of this.
0: Uh oh. See, that's what happens. Now you're ranking them. Now what would you do? you would uh, have to move people around it messes everything up
1: i'd just bump everyone down a spot and <laughs> i'd probably put them at number two
0: wow
1: it's also hard because like now they're not not that they're not together, they're not together they as don't, much they don't yeah work together well like much they anymore. have
0: their own thing going on now yeah. right jordan
1: but- peele is like single-handedly reviving this horror is, thriller
0: totally is
1: and keegan michael key is just doing his thing doing
0: his thing man Okay, my number, what am I on, six? Yep. Okay, mine is Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. And if you do not watch Schitt's Creek, then you are missing out on one of the best shows ever made. Schitt's Creek, they also did a mighty win. They were in Second City together. So these guys have been friends for like, 40 years or something like they've been buddies.
1: Wasn't that why she was on Schitt's Creek? Yeah.
0: So she was asked to come on just as like the pilot. I don't know. They just kind of needed someone. They couldn't find anyone. She made up this accent that she does. Like she just did it as kind of a, as a favor and now, and then it turned into like six seasons, but she had the best time obviously. And then she was, uh, had a lot of accolades for the show. Um, but I love the two of them together. Yeah. Shit's creek shout out
1: uh my number six Mm -hmm. we're going back to back to some characters r2d2 yes and c3po good the the sassy duo again you have r2d2 who does not speak english but is the sassy one and c3po who can speak a billion languages and yes they just are never happy. They're honestly like an old married couple. They really are. They just are always bickering and they're all yeah. mad at each other. But it's just, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. Dad would be happy you said that. Um, My number five is Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Because I got two movies. And I'm going to take those two movies and run with it. I got two. Yeah. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days in Full Skull. So... And you know what? People may not like it and I don't really care because I love them together. And I think they, um, even though both are rom-coms, they still were very different. And I loved them together. They have, I can't believe they never got together. I was shocked. I was like, they were so good on the screen when they first did How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I was like, these two are definitely together. They weren't. They were always just friends and I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, my number five. We're gonna we're gonna stick with Star Wars even. Okay. Han Solo, Chewbacca.
0: Nice.
1: Two great friends and yeah. A lot of a lot of adventures. Even like in Star Wars, you see the adventures they have. There are way way more that we never even got to see on screen.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I like that one. Um. Okay, my number four. Now I have to find it because it's all out of order. Oh, uh, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams in The Notebook.
1: Wow, not the Ryan Gosling... Oh, don't worry.
0: Okay. That's coming. Um, Yeah, I just had to put them because I just feel like for The Notebook, whether you love it or hate it, they had good chemistry. And from everything we've heard, it was terrible shooting together. Like, they did not get along and then ended up dating for three years afterwards. But they had such... I think they suited their characters because their characters had such... um, Like, they were always fighting and I think that portrayed onto the screen and then in real life as well. But, and then in, in one of the MTV movie awards, they had the best, they won best kiss and they did this thing on stage where like she ran to him in his arms and stuff. And it was magic. Like, I was like, you guys are magic. Beautiful.
1: Not together anymore.
0: Yeah, no. It's okay. It doesn't always work out.
1: All right. Um, my number four. My number four, we're going back to the Martin Scorsese well. Okay. With Robert De Niro. De Niro. I don't even know where to... Casino. Codfaw? No, nope, that's Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. I'm surprised. Honestly, I'm surprised he's not in The Departed. I was ready to say The Departed. Yeah. That's in Robert De Niro. Honestly, put Robert De Niro on the Jack Nicholson spot. Yeah. Movie probably still works. Yeah, it would. Um, yeah, it would definitely casino, still work. Casino, Raging Bull, uh not the comedian but there's another one where he's like a where he's isn't he a comedian in one of them
0: yeah i think so yeah
1: i'm gonna probably go back actually i'm not gonna google it but scorsese de niro classic the irishman
0: yeah yeah for sure reliable good one um my number three bradley cooper jennifer lawrence uh Silver Linings Playbook, Serena Joy, American Hustle. So they've done four movies together and were always fabulous. Like they have a good again, I like that though. Like I'm okay with people working together again. Like I can separate movies. I know a lot of people it kind of frustrates them if it's like why is it always the same. But I can separate it and I, if that shows how good of a team they are and I love seeing them together. Like Silver Linings Playbook was that was it was awesome. The two of them, they're so good.
1: It's a bit of a theme here. So you have I a know. lot of romance duos and I have just a bunch of buddies.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. I know.
1: Uh, which leads into my number three. Yes. Mike Wazowski and Sully. Yep. Monsters, Inc. You got to see, obviously, them in their work dynamic and dealing with this child. And then you go back to Monsters University and you can see... How their relationship grew. I know a lot of people don't talk, don't say good things about Monsters University, but it's a fun Pixar movie. I loved it. I thought it was so cute. I think a lot of people overthink stuff like that. Yeah. So just Mike and Sully, great duo.
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, since you were wondering about Ryan Gosling, I do have Ryan Gosling with Emma Stone. Yes. We got La La Land and Crazy Stupid Love. I feel like there was another one.
1: There is another one. There is another one. So I saw the list too. I will I will look it up while you talk about how much you love
0: it. Um, La La Land, fantastic. It's not for everyone because it is a musical, but it is so well done. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love has probably one of my most favorite scenes in a movie when they're just laying in bed chatting because it seems so natural. Like it didn't seem even scripted. And maybe it wasn't scripted, but it just – and the way it was edited and put together, it just seemed – to flow really nicely, and so I love that.
1: Uh, gangster Squad.
0: Gangster Squad. Yes. Um, yeah. So that is they are my number two.
1: My number two, because we're uh, we're sticking with buddies. Okay. Matt Damon, Ben <gasps> Affleck.
0: They're my right number
1: one. Aw. They're my
0: right number one. Number one. Number one. But
1: you get like
0: yes
1: even if they're not acting together they yeah they're usually involved in each other's movies for
0: they're just bros too like they're just what's beautiful about their story and it will be probably one of the most memorable oscar moments ever well you know um is just how they they came to hollywood together they both had this dream they you know, came from the same place and then came here together and here, like we live in Hollywood, but, um, and then, you know, couldn't find the movie role. So wrote one of the best movies I think ever like written and made. I, Goodwill Hunting is just such a great movie. Um, and, a and good for anybody. Like it's not a romance. It's not a, you know, it's just a good movie and when they won the Oscar, it was, it was just the sweet, like you just felt joy in your heart for, for them because these guys were, okay, well, if we can't get a movie made, then we're just going to make our own, right? Yeah. They were my number one. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. My, my number one. Okay. Is when you mix a lost space ranger. Okay. And a cowboy and they make magic for four movies. And I feel like you don't know, but it's Toy Story. Oh, okay. Woody, wow. Woody I was Light like here. on
0: Chris Pratt for some reason. I'm like Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, Buzz and Woody.
1: Buzz and Woody. Too, again, two people that just they didn't like each other. Yep. That they had a big ego battle. And then, you know, you got to get on the moving, moving truck. I was about to say moving bus. Moving truck. Yeah. And then just friendship.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. Two, that's a good one.
1: Two buddies for life.
0: I know. So now um now that I, you forgot about um Peel. Keen Peel. Where who's getting knocked out of the top thirteen? Um would it just be your number thirteen? Yeah,
1: Scooby and Shaggy. I'd it's bump just, I'd bump them down and I would put Keen maybe i I'd put them second.
0: Second. So Ben and them become third then.
1: Yeah. So then no, no. through <laughs> let's go back to your and all then of them. this <laughs>
0: one becomes four and then four becomes five. Got it.
1: <laughs> and then thirteen Scooby and Shaggy Become part of the stoner honorable mention. That's
0: a good one, Cheech yes. and Chong. Yes, I like it. All right, well, that was fun.
1: That was fun. uh Next week. Next week we have our 100th episode.
0: 100th episode.
1: And we're doing your your favorite. I
0: know. You love it. Oh no, I hate it. It is so a throwback
1: to episode one. It's my least favorite. We do have our IMC. I'm watching Blood Diamond. You're watching Pursuit of Happiness again. We can never like
0: right. We don't coordinate well. No, we just. But we do talk about what movies. So I don't know why we don't coordinate that better. Maybe we, we'll try for the next when we, we did go for, planning. We
1: did for the week after.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: We have a bit more of a plan. Okay. Um, but we're bringing back one's gotta go. One's gotta go. And I know a lot of people. We talked about like the bullying with like the Chris's and everyone's like, eh, get Chris Pratt out of here.
0: We're,
1: I mean, we're going to try to. I don't want to say hurt each other, but like. You gotta make it interesting. Nothing will ever be Kristen Bell, Kate Hudson no. and Drew Barrymore.
0: No, that was terrible. I still think about it every now and then. It's terrible. But so I'll, you can't do it again. That's no. the thing though.
1: I'll I'll bring back I'll bring some bangers though. Okay. I'm thinking more like movies, T V shows.
0: Okay. So not necessarily people. We're gonna yeah. do more We'll mix it up. Mix it. And we're doing how many, Jack?
1: We're doing ten. Okay no ranking necessary (laughs) okay (laughs) unless i'm probably i'll probably try to
0: yeah yeah you want to make it a little easier or not easier but just you know
1: and then at the end sam
0: rockwell owen wilson and what was the other one you said yesterday uh, i was oh sebastian stan
1: it was sam sebastian stan and woody harrelson
0: yeah and i was like i'm not answering
1: so now (laughs) i get to get to put that one in the pocket
0: no you can't answer that one you have
1: to like would would it not be sebastian stan though like i know he's gotta go yeah yeah
0: I don't want to talk about
1: it. Okay, well, uh, that'll be my number nine for (laughs) One's Gotta Go, because then you'll have to answer. (laughs) You have time to think about it. I'm telling you, it'll be there.
0: I know. Okay, fine.
1: All right. Case, you got anything else? I have nothing else. All right. Besides that, we will see you next time.
0: Bye.